There's no rules! Welcome back to the No Mulligans podcast, where we're here in the studio at Franklin Bridge, and we're here with the uh, with the doors open. So the sun is setting, and uh, we're looking out here over the driving range. And uh, geez, just what a cool piece of property! And Glad the, we get to do this every week. And the birds are chirping, and the bugs are making noise, and it's like I'm back in Colorado, right? <laughs> Which kind of leans into what we're talking about today. But before we do. Uh, wherever you're listening, thanks so much for listening. If you're listening on Apple, please give us five stars and leave a review. It really helps. And if you're on Spotify, give us a follow. Uh, and I think there might also be a like button on Spotify. So if there is, please give us that as well. And then, um, on YouTube, sadly, we're not doing YouTube on this episode, but we will get back to it on our next episode. But, uh, if you guys are, uh, watching us on YouTube, sorry, Steven, for not having this one on YouTube, man. Sorry about that. <laughs> Him and Scott Spector. Him and Scott, Spe- Scott Spector. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, if you go ahead and search No Mulligans on YouTube, you'll find us right there. No Mulligans Podcast. There you go. Yep. So, um, on this episode, we're going to be talking about, I feel like this is something that's really, really relevant in today's day and age, yeah. but we're also going to be parlaying it uh, on top of your trip that you recently took to Colorado, and then I'll be speaking on it too, just in me and my daily life, and also, of course, relating it to golf. So, uh, I think this has massive dividends. Huge. Across all disciplines. Huge, huge. I, I completely agree, which is why I think it's it's so good that we can talk about it, and we will be relaying it to golf a little bit but i think that if you can do this in a general sense your golf game will improve regardless of if we talk about how you can display it on the course or not yeah no i i agree with that and um we're not going to give you the specific thing yet but you know so just went on a big trip with uh elijah and erica we've had this plan for shoot i've had it planned for a year with elijah but the specific layout of the of the trip has been in place for about six months. I put it in place. And so really excited. Nice team building week. Uh, We decided to go to Colorado and hike some 14,000 foot mountains. Well, it's cool too, because Franklin Bridge Performance Institute is only three of you guys right now. Plus Plus some of our awesome people. Yes. Plus Scott and Duskin in in the tour shop and everything. But like, it's cool that you're literally, the team is so small that you guys are going and doing this Colorado trip. And it's the entire organization, <laughs> right. you know, that's going to do right. it. So and that's it's cool. kind of weird to like shut off, like all of our teaching and all of our communication, and yeah, because there's almost no cell service. Right. My average uh, screen time per day was 37 minutes. That's awesome. <laughs> and how many of those minutes were like checking GPS and stuff? Uh, the majority. It was yeah. It was GPS checks and. Like waypoint marks and like texting, and like calling, texting family, calling family. Yeah. yeah, if there was like a weather thing, but all that went through the GPS. Right, um, right. So yeah, it was uh, like FaceTiming family at the top. The only time you had cell right. service for like two weeks. <laughs> so uh, it was great. Um, but as a part of that, like you don't realize how like addicted we are to our phones, and I think that's the right term. I I think it's that strong, and not just to our phones, but like addicted to like noise in general yeah that's what i was going to say because this is not a podcast about being addicted to your phone it's really just like 
in the modern day that we live in, there's just so much noise around us. There's, That's and correct. we were talking about this right before we came on air, but you know, there's, there's music in the grocery store. You hop in the car, you listen to music or a podcast, you know, you, you irony, get, right, right. Exactly. <laughs> us. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's funny. Uh, you know, you get to work, you're staring at a screen probably, you know, more than likely. And so you might have music on in work right, or in your headphones, right? You come home, maybe you go to the gym, you work out, you got music in your ears, you and know, if it's not there, it's in the gym. If it's not there. It's in the gym. You know, if you go home, you're probably possibly watching a little Netflix before you go to bed or, or while you're making food, or, yeah. like people do it all the time, right? 100%, like, and 100%. while you're doing dishes and while you're folding laundry, like it's just noise always. constant stimulation right and there's something that like i'll kick this off i feel like i found myself recently over the past couple of weeks noticing myself when i'm like let's say i'm cooking dinner and i want to like you know put the the highlights of the red Sox game on in the background or it's like and then I, and sometimes i'll i'll catch myself and i'm like oh i want to fire up youtube right here and i say well, jack what, what hold on hold on stop why why and so today yeah. when i was coming out here to the course uh I was like, you know, looking for a podcast to put on, looking for music. And I was like, you know what? No. And I just did the entire drive in silence. And mm. it was just so refreshing. So refreshing. It's hard to do. Oh, my God. Now, here's the cool part. It's refreshing on the front end. So it's just like, let's say somebody's trying to not be an addict. And, like, addiction's real, right? Whether it's your phone, noise, alcohol, drugs, whatever. Like, you name the thing. We can be addicted to it. You can be addicted to exercise. Like... But for me, it's thinking about this going, all right, I'm going on this Colorado trip. The first couple of days are really exciting, right? Like, this is pretty straightforward. Like, oh, this is rejuvenating. This is wonderful. You get about five to seven days into it, and all of a sudden, it doesn't feel like that anymore. It's that initial like, yeah, I'm doing this. I'm taking on this addiction. I'm not addicted to it. Then you start to feel the need for it. 100%. And the withdrawal... I haven't felt anything like that in a hot minute, which adds to some of the anxiety of the trip on some of the difficult peaks that we were doing, right? It's like, I feel, <laughs> uh, we haven't had one of those in a long time, um, but there's a cap on you it. start to, it starts to affect some of the nervousness. So like now I'm not medicating the nervous and anxious energy. So like, how am I going to hike this peak without that? I don't drink. I don't have, I don't do tobacco any sort of other drugs like i don't have my phone to just like keep my brain occupied and to keep the noise going and to keep the thoughts still and you're going crap i feel like i have adhd 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 oh my god and i yeah. cannot occupy that and so until you start hiking and get far enough into the hike where the endorphins start kicking that quiet it down that anxious energy is just sitting there all night and you realize how stuck on that phone 100%. you're used to and how much of that actually is an addiction. It's not just the phone, right? It's the noise. There's no noise. It's you and the two people that you're camping with. Right. That's it. And I guess if I can, I guess add a situation to me, you saying you were feeling it when you, the endorphins were kicking in on the mountain. Mm -hmm. One thing that I am, I, I do listen to music when I'm in the gym, but one thing that I always try and do when I'm in the gym and what do you see when you go to the gym? You see people who are in between sets and they're just on their phone. Right. The entire time. They're on their right. phone. They're on their phone. They're on their phone. I've been me, there. Sign me up. Yeah, 100%. And I have too. I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to pretend like I'm not a hypocrite right. for this. But one thing that I try and do almost always is when I'm in between my sets, just sit there. And it's sometimes when you just sit there and you're feeling the endorphins pumping through your body, 
to me that's like my zen time just because i'm like it's like i'm releasing all of this stress that i built up throughout the entire day and i'm not leaning on my crutch aka my phone when i'm in between those sets you're you're leaning on something that requires you to do something that's healthy for your body to feed the Correct. Endorphin needs to quiet the mind. And sometimes I'm like, why can't I just like go be a you know a zookeeper and I don't have to like work on my phone? You know, Dude, like <laughs> it is incredibly difficult. And so like we got to the end of the trip. The trip was great. Yeah. Um, Eric and I did seven peaks. Uh, Which, by the way, earlier you were telling me how you no don't even finish that. Well, I'm not gonna finish it, but like <laughs> you you had a you had an ambitious had a, goal in yeah, mind. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, oh, man, I only did seven peaks instead of X. And I'm like, Scott, shut up. Like, you did seven peaks. I know. Like, it's crazy. It's like we did uh, close to 30,000 feet in elevation gain, and wow. we did over 80 miles on the ground. I've done that, but I've done it on ski lifts. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, if you actually translate, so elevation, the way they translate elevations, for every 1,000 feet, it's a mile. So whether it's a 1,000 up or a 1,000 down, it translates a mile. So if you go... Say we've done 25,000 feet of elevation gain. That's also 25,000 feet of elevation loss. So that's 50,000 total elevation. That's 50 additional miles on top of the 80 that we did. So it translates to like 130 miles. Now, you say that's like the 1,000 feet is equated to the mile. Is that like a – because obviously that's not how a mile is measured in a car, right? But like what – explain a little so bit between the, like the 1,000 it's the there. energy expenditure that's required okay. like when you're bracing yourself coming down. Now, you don't feel the oxygen – coming down like sure. oh you feel better coming down like oh, i can breathe easier right but your legs are still grinding to brace every single step it's yeah, like yeah. it's like the down part it's like a constant down part of a lunge it's like you're never coming out of the lunge you're only going down 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 for several thousand feet. it's like when you uh push your drive off of eight here at franklin bridge and <laughs> right. you have to walk down the hill <laughs> right and then just do that for several hours right right yeah right so <laughs> Um, but when you look at it, so obviously the three of us burn calories at a different rate, but basically the average between the three of us was 5,000 calories a day. That's how much we burned. Which that means that you can eat 5,000 calories and just get back to even. It's and you crazy. can't, you can't eat that much cause you're no. hiking and exerting energy the whole time. Right. And at night you still can't eat that much cause it takes a while for you to come off of that. Right. Right. You can't consume can't consume 2,500 calories in one sitting. Did you guys weigh yourself after you, like, you came back? Or did uh, you weigh yourself? Yeah, it seems like most of us were down about five pounds. Okay. Which doesn't sound like a lot, but if you think about that, 3,500 calories is a pound. So times five, it's a 15,000 plus, almost 18,000 calorie deficit. Yeah. Over the course of those days. You guys probably weren't putting in your maintenance calories just in, in general. You're trying to, but you can't do right, much. Right, like, right, right. So, but anywho, like, with all that being said, we come back. I have my first day off. I'm like, you know what? Here's what I'm bringing back from Colorado, and that is my 37 minutes of screen time on my phone. And so right now I'm averaging since I've returned, uh, I think it's 32 minutes, 33 minutes on my phone every day. I don't have my calendar on my phone. I don't have YouTube on my phone. I don't have Instagram or Twitter on my phone. I don't have – I have – Spotify on there just to check on the podcast. Um, I basically it's for texting and phone calls. That's all it's for right now. I'm trying to uh, check mine because I'm the exact opposite. Because with real estate, obviously I'm I, I need to be on my phone. 
So the question Pretty is, how much, much can you day. not be on your phone and do it on a computer? Now a here's the, you're exactly right, and here's the dis, here's the uh, you uh, have more control over that one than you do over the one correct. On your phone. And here here's the the difference with that is like for me because I have to get on Tate's my phone. checking his too. He's <laughs> checking his phone. Uh, for me, since I have to be on my phone, oh, I don't even have I don't even have it turned on right now. Oh, uh, poor me. Um, but since I'm on my phone so much and I have to open it up for, for work, what does it do? It just enforces, it reinforces the, uh, it, it reinforces the action of opening your phone. Right. And so what yeah. do I do when I don't know what to do? I open my phone. That yeah. in itself is just really hard because now you're competing with the, the ha- the habitual act. Right. But sometimes my brain is like, well, what am I even trying to do? Right. So you remember you sent me this thing about anxiety, right? Yeah. And like get re- getting rid of anxiety is not trying to not be anxious. It's learning how to be present. So looking at Tate's phone, this is where I was before the Colorado trip. Yeah. Tate's phone is over six hours average for the last three weeks. Mine? Yeah, 29 minutes. 29 minutes. 41 minutes 41. in that week, yeah. So like – I'm bringing that back, and I tell you what, it is a game changer. I'm more present with my family. I'm more present at my job. Like when I go to work, it's like, all right, I've got a couple of text messages. I've got a very tight window to reply to them. I'm more concise. I'm more direct. I'm like if it's something that's going to – doesn't need to be taken care of in a text message, it's like, hey, email that to me. I'll work on it. Yeah. And so it's interesting. I get all of my work done at work here on the computer – I've gotten a ton of things done, but here's the other issue. I've had my Sunday, my Monday off this week, and Sunday, Monday off, now that both kids are in school, there was so much silence in my day on Monday. I didn't, like, I didn't know what to do with it. Yeah, yeah. That was really hard. You know what's interesting, too, is, um, so Hannah, my girlfriend, she turned 25, um, couple weeks ago mm-hmm. and like a part of that i'm almost a year older it's like nine ten months older than her and um i mean not that i've exponentially learned life in this time but i left her like a little video it was like a little gift being like here's like what i've learned in like my 25th year oh, and that's cool. yeah yeah it, it was pretty cool but like the one thing that i told her is like i i don't believe that life is short i believe that life is long now the problem is people don't know how, and, and this is me included. I'm not trying to be like a prophet in all of this, but like the problem is, is that people they just busy themselves, whether that's right. with work, whether that's with any anything else. And it's a right? form of medicating, exactly. dealing with all of the things that are in our yes. head. Yes, and that's exactly why you were telling me, you know, earlier how your piece that you were telling me yeah. just about how you're, you, you have, sometimes you use work as a coping mechanism for Absolutely. other things, right? I realized making a trip as hard as I could possibly make it is yeah. a part of me. I'm not trying to prove anything. Right. But we all do Because I'm, I'm not going to tell anybody but the people that matter, uh-huh. and they're not going to care whether I did one peak or 27. Like, But to your point, it it's, it's the intentionality, like you have with your phone, to right. actually slow down and experience life. And two, it's the discipline in order to plan in the future and not just let life happen to you, which is what right. I feel like a lot of people do with media these days is every single time they look at their phone, everything's taking their attention, not away from what they want to accomplish, but now it's being consumed by whoever's creating that media. Right. So we're football season's just kind of started, right? Yeah. So like when you go to these parties, so you have a tailgate or you're at somebody's house, whatever, you go there, there's screens to watch. 
and people are on their phones, on the screens, in front of each other, kind of sort of talking to each other, not kind of really talking to each other at all. Like, there's so much noise. Like, it's even something that's meant to be fun, entertaining. You're actually not even interacting with the people you're around. You're around them, but you're not actually engaged with them. So, like, that piece is the piece that's, like, we're missing. And to take that away, like, Sunday and Monday, two of the slowest days in my life that I can remember. But that, uh, and that, and you're learning how to be point. bored. That proves my point. Right. Life is not short, life is long, right? Because but we, we don't know how stay to use busy. it. Exactly. And then I realized, I was like, you know, what do I like to do? I don't know. <laughs> like, I, I legitimately did not know the answer to that question. Yeah. I was like, this is weird. Yeah. So I'm just like following my thoughts. I knew for the first couple of days, especially when you study meditation and prayer and things like that, like when you first do it, it's just kind of like stream of consciousness. Like you just kind of just go wherever your thoughts go and just kind of let them go. Like it's okay. They'll, they'll come and they'll go. Some will be good. Some will be bad. Some will be whatever. And I started to realize, all right, what do I actually like? Like what are the moments that stand up from the trip? Like, we had a night where we got to see we did a sunset hike to the top of Mount Princeton and coming down is coming down in the dark. So we don't get down till after midnight. And we come down, we stop in the saddle at about fourteen about thirteen nine and we lay back and look up at the stars. There's no cities nearby. No light pollution at all. No light pollution whatsoever. And it takes about 10 minutes because we have the light pollution from our headlamps. So it takes about 10 minutes for your eyes to adjust to pure darkness. You can see the Milky Way. You see multiple shooting stars, like things you don't see with all the light pollution. So we're polluted by light. We're polluted by noise. We're polluted by all sorts of stuff. And so I was like, you know what? I remember when I was a kid, like I loved like studying nature in outer space. So took me a while to think through it. So Monday, guess what I went to the library and got? I got a book on, like, all the places you could travel in the world and that are, like, outdoor nature stuff, not, like, a coliseum. But You know what one of my favorite memories of us is as well is when we played that barefoot round yeah, that one Yeah, we need night. to do that again. We need like, to do that again. That's, yeah. that's the kind of stuff I enjoy because But now, bare, for the people listening who didn't get to uh, listen to that podcast, Scott and I, we played a – uh, the deal here, the two rules, played with Erica too, we played with Erica for a little bit and the two rules were no talking. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. Rule. That's no, hard for me. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I know. But no talking. We played barefoot and when it got dark, we keep on playing. Yeah. There's no, and, and we walked. Right. If I'm, yeah, yep, we, we, we definitely did. walked. And, uh, so I, that was just, but there's something about just quieting down, playing golf, not talking and you just be. I, I, my mind is just racing right now just because no, we're both like humming. I know we're humming right now, but you just start to learn a little bit more about yourself when you just give yourself that intentional time Correct. to slow down and just be with yourself, not even with right. your spouse, your partner, whoever it is, just be by yourself. And right. uh, one of my, um, my, my work, and does that this includes thing. like no phones, Correct. no, no noise. People are like, Oh, I'm by myself. I was no, like, no, 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 no. You're no. engaged with the TV show, with the social, exactly. with the Snapchat, with the whatever. And if you're wearing a smartwatch, take it off. Like you, you got, cause you're, you're getting the pings on your wrist, right? You got to get it off. Got to get it but out. But what of I was going to say about that is um, my 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 work team does this thing called working geniuses. There's basically six working geniuses. Everybody has mm, two. That's real, right. You're telling me about exactly. This. Everybody has two two that are like their strengths, two that are their weaknesses, and two that are their competencies. And this test is set up to identify those. One of mine is wonder. 
And guess what? When I'm feeling like the crappiest about myself, guess what I'm not doing? I'm not sitting there and just wondering like, what if this, what if that? Because my brain is constantly just polluted with podcasts, music, work, screens, all this kind of stuff. And so one thing that one of my mentors told me, he's like, man, you just have to slow down and literally time block it in your schedule. Correct. Intentional time to just wonder and have white space. Correct. And that's hard to do, it's though. It's so hard to because do. Because you're so, we're so inundated with noise. And I've that never it thought of myself weird. as a, as a, like an addictive person, right? And I don't think that I, we I don't know if are. I am. We, we all, all, yeah, are. okay, that's fair. Like, that's, fair. that's like people are like, I don't have an addiction. Yes, you do. Yes, yes. Let me, would you, let's dig a little bit. I can it's, find one. You know, you're, you're 100% <laughs> right. right. You know? um, but, but I mean, to that, to that end, you know, I'm, uh, you're, all of us, I feel like at this point, are addicted to, the noise and we keeping are. our brain preoccupied. We are, and if there's one thing like that fixes the, there's not one thing that fixes a whole society, right? But maybe there is. Like at least, at least you can turn the maybe not turn the clock back, but you can maybe redirect the ship a little right. bit. And it's to stop, turn it off, stop listening to the podcast. Like I don't, I don't just stop. You can pick it up whenever you want. Just remember where you, it'll remember where you left off. Like you don't have to remember. Just Shut it off. Turn the phones off. Leave them there. Like when you go play golf, put your phone in your bag and turn it off. What if somebody needs me? Well, for the vast majority of the world, somebody needed you. They sent somebody. If it was that urgent, they'd call the golf shop, send somebody out to get you if there's an emergency. Nothing is that urgent unless it's a true emergency. And so to end this podcast here, I want to kind of relay this to golf because we've talked about, you know, Mm. We, we've talked about the source. We've talked about what we want to talk about. Now let's talk about how we can relate it to golf. There's two rules that I've had for myself. Well, I guess one really, one real good rule that I've promised myself that I do whenever I play golf. And when I started making this rule, I started shooting in the 70s consistently. And I don't know if it's a, if, if it's a coincidence or not. I don't know if I've told you. I think I might have told you, but it might have been just... But I just kind of in passing yeah. and it just kind of... So yeah. when I'm golfing... The promise that I make to myself is that I will move at point eight speed. Point eight speed all the time. Which means Which means like if I feel like I'm rushing or if I'm you know, you know, one of the problems in my golf swing is my transition, right? It's, it's really too much quick. of a quick transition, right? Yeah. And a lot of the times my head is just so wired to think so quickly, think so quickly, you know, work, school You're moving like, at five times speed. All of this exactly. Yeah. And so I tell myself, you know, move down at point eight speed. If you think you're walking at one X speed, Point eight, just bring it back just a touch. Mm. And for me in my head, I was playing with this guy and, and I think a lot of people are like this. And so I'm not talking bad about him, but he was just, just a nervous Nelly the entire round. And he was just like, you could tell that he, he was just <laughs> like the entire freaking round. And so he hit a shot and he was just like cursing himself out. Like while he was like, and he was probably 10 yards and you know, behind me. And so he hit like three other golf shots afterwards. Like he plunked one in the Creek on seven and then he whips out two golf balls from his pocket, puts them down, hits him, hits him. And I'm like, okay, dude, it's my turn to hit. And then on his last round, he, his last shot, he hits it on the green. And then he's like, Oh, why didn't you do that the first time? And then walks away. And I'm almost, I'm like in my pre-shot routine about to walk up to my ball. And I say, Jack, deep breath, point eight eight speed. speed reset. And now I feel good about the headspace. Yeah. But I think the point to this point eight speed thing is that in life we are moving so fast. There's always somebody that needs us. There's always a task to get done. And golf is the one sport where you can slow down. You have to. You have to slow down, right. 
enjoy the round, and compose yourself to make good shots. Yeah. Um, and so I just think that, like, that is one thing that golf has taught me, and I think that golf teaches everybody at one point or another, is to really master your focus and your mind. Well, and that's uh, – I have an article coming out this coming week, which will come out have come out right before this podcast. Yeah. And um, I say it's all about practice. Like, does the shoe fit? Does your Does your practice fit what you're trying to do? And for the vast majority of people, the answer that's no. And I would say – I go as far as say probably over 90%. But I asked three questions. I'm only going to present the first one. The first one of that is to evaluate your practices. Am I ready to practice? And the answer to that for most people is a firm no, you're not ready. And I'm not talking about agree. I'm not talking about you have your shoes. Like people get here, they get out of the car, they grab their clubs, they go get the balls, go straight to the drive range. Well, you just came from work or you just came from settling down a wild kid or you're still listening to your podcast or you might even have your phone on, right? Like – you answered three Snapchats before you went to the, like, right? You're you're still in this noisy space. Yeah. Like, there's no chance you can focus. All the sports psych stuff, which there's good stuff in it. It's all at the end of the day. It's all about can you focus? Mm-hmm. You cannot focus if all you're doing is constantly occupying your brain. I couldn't do it. You can't do it. You have to learn. You have guys on the tour starting a lot of meditation type stuff. You have people that are in control of their phone space, like they're. If their team's big enough, they have that under control because you cannot focus if you cannot be quiet yep. and cannot be still yep. and yep. literally shut it all off other than the natural noise. And the last thing I'll say on my end for this is when you start Effects. moving, if, you, if you're taking my advice to heart and you start moving at that .8 speed, you'll realize how empowering that is. You feel like, wow, I actually have control. What is the one thing that a lot of golfers come to you and say, like, I just can't figure it out? They don't feel like they have control. Right. Well, they show up here out of control. Exactly. (laughs) And so when you start slowing down, and this is also assuming that you've practiced enough and, you know, you're doing what you got to do. When you start hitting good golf shots and you're moving at .8 speed and you're breathing well and and, in a normal rhythm and controlling your nerves and you're just, life is good. Life is good. I don't care that I just hit that shot less than less than ideal, right? Because golf is a game of misses. You just gotta let just let let it come to you. Yeah. And I'll I'll pose a challenge to the group since I've gone almost three weeks now with no phone. Yeah. Good for and you. Other than the text and phone call. Right. So I'm keeping it under an hour. I'm under forty five minutes every day right now. But is don't just do it with the phone. Don't turn on Netflix. Don't turn on the noise. Don't turn on the radio. Try to do that for 10 days straight. If you get to 10, try to go to 15. Because what's going to happen if that first 10 doesn't bother you, that next five is going to. Mm. And in that place is where you have to learn to control it. And so, like, I'm not putting any of it back in until I've got control over it. And I'll tell you what, the last couple days has not been easy. It's Mm -hmm. been the hardest because I'm – it's everywhere. Everybody's on it. It's always around me. It's yeah. like, nope, I'm gonna, I have to stay detached from that, and it's going to be way healthier for you. So 10 it's days. regulating that dopamine. Turn it all off. Yeah. Like, you may have to ask for help from family. Like, hey, I know you're playing. Can you just put the headphones in right now? Like, I don't. And I'll make it easier for you guys, too. And I think I posed this in the last podcast was if you, if you are a serial phone person, try, try uh, deleting an app that is unnecessary throughout your day or at least delete it during the work day 
and give yourself time, you know, between five and when you go to bed or in the morning before you go to work and just, you know, have that be your time, then delete the app. So it's away from you. And that way you're at least building a rhythm. Well, I'll tell you this. I have, not only do I have them deleted, I cannot download an app without somebody else has the access code for me to download oh, anything. The two-factor code. Oh, <laughs> like, no, like I have to physically hand them my phone for them to enter the code. Interesting. Yep. Cool. So it's just, I, I, I can't have access unless I steal it from somebody else. And that just, right. then people are going to be like, dude, what happened to you? I'm not going to give you my phone. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess so. to, to wrap this whole thing up is just that this isn't something that you're going to be a perfectionist at on the first day. You know, this is something that's just as long as you have the awareness that it's happening, you'll start to become better. So hope you guys enjoyed this episode of the No Mulligans podcast. We really appreciate you guys tuning in. As always, make sure that you uh, like, follow, subscribe, leave a review on any of the platforms that you're hearing us on, either YouTube, uh, Spotify, or Apple Music. And if you guys uh, aren't seeing the YouTube video and all you're doing is seeing the MP3 and then the cover art on YouTube, we really appreciate you guys uh, being YouTube uh, listeners and watchers. We'll have you back on uh, actual video here next week. So from Scott, Jack, and Tate inside the studio here at Franklin Bridge. We'll see you on the next one. Peace. There's one more.